All right, you got your camera? You got a bag? You ready to go? Jump on in. We're heading down the road. My name's April, and I'm an award-winning landscape photographer and tour guide. I've been leading small group photo tours for over 20 years. For photographers, non-photographers, and anyone else that just likes to go for a great trip. So welcome to my podcast, Eyes for the Road. All right, thanks everyone for joining us. This is April with Eyes for the Road. Today we've got special guest, Michelle Erdvig, that we're talking to from Atlanta. She's the author of the book, Ireland Dream Trip. She has a Facebook page, Postcards from Ireland, that has 15,000 fans, which I think is incredible. It has beautiful images posted from Ireland. You can post your own photos from Ireland. So welcome, Michelle. Thank you for joining me today. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, April. So tell us about your journey. What drew you to Ireland and your books, the many versions of your book that you've been writing for over 20 years, I believe? Uh, It's about 25 years now, yes. Uh, I first got started when I went to Ireland in 1973, which is quite a long time ago. And um, the reason I got started writing a book is um, my husband works for, worked, he's retired now, so he worked for um, a major airline at the time. And whenever you travel somewhere and people find out that you've gone somewhere, they're always asking for personal recommendations. Wonderful. So what I did is um, I typed up a list, and it was maybe three or four pages long, of things to see and do in Ireland and places to stay that we had been to personally. And whenever someone approached my husband and said, oh, I hear you've been to Ireland, where should we go, where should we stay, he would whip out the three or four pages. It, it was a real tome back then. Right, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he'd, he'd say, make copies, and uh, for yourself and bring it back to me. And then he'd put it back in his drawer. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so it evolved from there. And I have really found that people like um, personal recommendations. They don't want to just go by textbook uh, with dry facts and so on and so forth. They prefer someone that's been there, that's that's done that, uh, that stayed at the different B&Bs, that went to the sightseeing attractions, and there's nothing like a personal recommendation. No, there really isn't that personal touch to feel like, oh, I really stayed there and this is what it was like, this is what it looked like and tasted like. So how did the guidebook then evolve from the first type pages? Well, I just expanded on it a little bit at a time, and then I realized that I had something good going here and that I should look into actually publishing it. Uh, It's funny, we had taken actually a trip to England, Mm -hmm. and I had a book of B&Bs for England, and we were following that, and some of them were wonderful, and others were absolutely dreadful. Mm -hmm. And toward the end of the trip, we were actually we were in Cornwall on a cliff and my husband says I'm going to throw this book off the cliff (laughs) (laughs) it's very inconsistent and we can't really go by it I said no 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 let's keep it as an example of a bad book right oh (laughs) 
And so after that, I decided that I would do my own book and I would take that as, as an example of what not to do. And uh, so I only recommend good places to stay in my book. I don't mention the ones that I've stayed at that I didn't like. And uh, I, I just concentrate on the positive. And I like to share my experiences with people and my personal recommendations. So it's sort of evolved from those those scant three pages into what it is now. How many pages is it up to now? Oh, it's over 300 pages. Um, I can I can get a copy of the book here and tell you exactly. <laughs> it is 300, no, 401 pages. Yes, I really feel it's a dedicated, dedicated guidebook. And in fact, Michelle has been called the Ireland expert. I believe it was the Ireland Tourist Board that dubbed you with that title. Is that correct? Tell us about that. Well, I just uh, became known known as the Ireland expert from my my clients and the people that I deal with. Um, one of my uh, readers actually said that I was the Goldilocks of Ireland because I go there and I sleep in the beds and I eat the, eat the porridge <laughs> and find everything that's just right. This is so true. So what continues to draw you back on your journeys to Ireland? Well, I just love it over there. And um, despite having been there so many times, there's still new things to see and do. For such a small country, it's really rich in antiquity, history. Uh, I often say that every rock and stone over there has either a poem or a song written about it. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just love to keep visiting. Of course, over the years, we've made friends there, too. So I know a lot of people around Ireland, and, and we like to uh, visit with our friends also when we're over there. That's wonderful. So your husband then, you said, worked for the airlines? Yes, he did. He worked for um, an, a major airline for over 30 years. And he's retired now. Um, but uh, he made a lot of um, friends and acquaintances and and work companions as, over the many decades. And I'm sure that got your guidebook out into many hands as well as it developed. Yes, it did. And most of the, when I first started with the actual publishing of the guidebook, I um, contacted all of the different airlines around the country because all of them have newsletters for their employees. And um, so I, I kind of got to start there as far as networking and um, getting on the map, so to speak. So where can we get your guidebook, Michelle? Well, if you go to my website, uh, either IrelandYes.com or Ireland Dream Trip, you can order uh, directly from either one of those websites. Great. And I understand we might be seeing it on Amazon soon, I think you mentioned. Uh, yes, I'm currently preparing an ebook version of it for Amazon, and um, I don't have a date when it will be ready, but I'm, it's an ongoing project that I'm working on. That sounds exciting. I mean, Amazon, that's a wonderful audience to reach out to. 
Right. And I think a lot of people now uh, want an electronic version because they have all of their different devices, their smartphones or their tablets, and they will take them to Ireland with them. And you can put so many books on a tablet. (laughs) This is true. So what do you feel are the advantages for staying in a bed and breakfast? Well, I think there's a lot of advantages for staying in a B&B. You get very personalized attention. Also, you get to meet Irish people intimately because one of the big things on my clients' list is always to meet the Irish people. So what better way than stay in their home? (laughs) Oh, I agree. And... um, of course, you always get a wonderful Irish breakfast every morning at the B&B. Um, you have your own private room with an adjoining bathroom. And it's very much like staying in a hotel, but much more intimate. Yes, I agree. And when I first started using bed and breakfast, I also felt the owners gave a lot of personal attention just in contacting them through your you know, emailing and so forth. How I do also run into travelers that are, you know, doing some more travel by themselves. So how do you feel the bed and breakfasts are an advantage maybe to a single traveler? Well, I think they're an advantage to a single traveler over a hotel in that they're um, more personal. A hotel is, you're anonymous, Um, especially if you're a a woman traveling alone. uh, You might feel a little leery at times, but most B&Bs have six rooms or less. A lot of them only have three rooms, and so you get a lot of interaction with your hosts. And um, if you're a single traveler or, or a woman traveling by yourself, and if you're staying at a B&B for a night or two, you kind of get a, to know the, the B&B owners a little bit. Um, they'll take you by the hand and they'll help you decide where to go and what to see. They'll even draw you a little map of how to get there if you need it. And uh, so it's a much more hands-on approach than, say, uh, going to a hotel concierge and uh, asking a question there. Right. I agree. Uh, In fact, Ireland, I think, would be a place I might. I don't often recommend for people to travel alone. I think it's always good to have someone go with you or even go in a small group. But Ireland is a place I think I would feel okay with recommending to a woman how would you feel about that, Michelle? Uh, I agree with you. Um, Ireland is, is a very safe place in general. I mean, when, when you think of crime, uh, it can't touch what goes on in the, any city in the United States. So you do have to keep your wits about you, especially if you're in a big city. But that's just a given if you're a woman traveling alone anywhere. Oh, I agree. And uh, the Irish tend to be very friendly and outgoing, and they're interested in people and um, what they're doing and seeing, and they like to chat with you and talk to you about all sorts of different subjects. So I would um, recommend that, <clears throat> excuse me, that women uh, stay at um, B&Bs and stay there for at least maybe two nights in each spot. Um, they can get some interaction going with their B&B house and, and kind of be kept an eye on, if you will. Yes, I agree. I think, you know, you get that interaction even with some of the other guests. <clears throat> oh, yes. Uh, 
that's the fun of having breakfast at a B&B. Um, sometimes they have they will have one long communal table where everyone sits, and other times they have separate tables in the dining room. But whatever, you can interact with the other guests and say, oh, well, where have you been, and strike up a conversation. And you'll often find that it's a small world. You'll find people from your hometown or nearby or... Um, and they'll say, oh, well, we were in such and such a place yesterday. And you'll say, oh, well, I was there, too, but I didn't see you there. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And I think you mentioned, too, that often you've gotten recommendations on local places that might not be, say, in your previous guidebook or in another guidebook. So an owner may know of something new or a new, you know, depending on your interests. Yes, exactly. Um, when I'm at a B&B, obviously you're, you're staying in a, a certain area to see certain things. But I always ask the B&B owners, what's something that the tourists don't see? What is something that's worth seeing, but it's kind of a, a local secret? And uh, I find many different things that way. For instance, years ago, I was up in Northern Ireland. Uh, I was actually staying at a self-catering cottage, and they loaned me a book of photographs, which I was um, looking through, and I, I saw a really enchanting photograph. So I went to the B&B owner and I said, where is this? And so she gave me the directions on exactly how to find it, which was difficult at that time. We didn't have a GPS or anything. And it led me to a, a really enchanting avenue of beech trees called the Dark Hedges. Ooh. Now, they they have since then, since that time, they have become very famous. Um, when I was there, I was there by myself. There was no one there except my husband. And um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, it was a wonderful experience, just absolutely one of the most beautiful roads I have ever been on in Ireland. Now, since then, um, you've heard of the series Game of Thrones? Yes. Uh, well, they filmed a scene there at the Dark Hedges, so now it's become a major oh. tour attraction. <laughs> and I think if you go there most times, you're not going to be alone anymore. Oh. It's going to be chorus. <laughs> I guess that brings it up another interesting point. When you're developing your book, as you've been doing for years, do you ever personally worry, or does it not enter your mind, of sharing, quote, some of the secret best places that you've enjoyed that they'll get kind of overrun so to speak or uh, well I, I sort of had that uh, feeling when I put the dark hedges in my book <laughs> because I had never seen it in any other guidebook before only that book of photographs that I had borrowed from the um, owner of the self-catering cottage and um, so I was I was a little leery and then some of my readers started going there and raving about it oh but it wasn't like the tourist hordes that might go if it was maybe um, uh, the Fodor's book or something. Right, right. <laughs> but now Game of Thrones has, has uh, totally publicized that one. So, <laughs> so where uh, do you see uh, your guidebooks growing or how do you continue? What, what do you see your, yourself doing going forward? Continuing the guidebooks, doing things? Share, uh, share with us. Yes. Well, I, I continue to update my guidebook every year because things do change. I mean, 
B&Bs go out of business or they retire. New ones come on, come in. Um, restaurants change even more frequently um, than B&Bs do, obviously. So I have to keep up with, with things like that. And also, um, tourist attractions can change, too. Uh, we had talked previously about uh, Carriga Reed Road Bridge. Mm-hmm. And currently, they've started uh, something called timed ticketing, which is you go there and you buy your ticket, but you can go at a certain time. It's become so popular that they oh. need to, to to feed the, the tourists through a little, a little at a time. Uh, you know, there could be a major roadblock there since it's only a, uh, a little bridge to go across. So the, they're starting to, to time the tourists um, as far as when they can arrive at the bridge um, to do the walk across and back. Otherwise, it would just get too clogged up. Oh, exactly. So things like that are always uh, changing and happening, and uh, I keep abreast of those. And I also have some uh, other irons in the in the fire too. Um, I have some some other um, books that I'm thinking about at the moment, but have not materialized yet. I'll let you know when they come on board. Okay. Oh, wonderful! Yes. So I'd like to go ahead and let our listeners know if they have specific questions um we talked about itineraries before michelle does do personalized itineraries and will help you plan your own personal trip to ireland um you can get her book again through her website irelandyes.com irelanddreamtrip.com watch for it on amazon that's really exciting i think people like the idea of again not traveling with so many papers as the we keep scaling down what we should be traveling with this on these airlines oh um, especially when they limit how, how much uh, luggage you can have have they expanded do you usually fly into dublin or shannon which do you prefer uh i actually prefer shannon it's a much easier airport uh, to fly into it's very rural and when you get your car you're not battling with all that traffic that you do in dublin so it it just makes for an easy transition i think into the country fabulous so did you have any last words for our listeners or yes i do if you're planning a trip to ireland don't put it off just save your pennies up and do it you won't regret it it's a beautiful country the natives are friendly and they're very interested in you. In fact, most of them have um, relatives that live in the United States or Canada or Australia. So you won't feel like you're a stranger. You'll feel like you're a friend when you're in Ireland. <laughs> well, I really appreciate your time today, Michelle. And I want to um, let all of our viewers and listeners know, viewers, I guess, isn't the right word, but listeners yeah. know if they're interested in Ireland, I really believe uh, Michelle can create a wonderful itinerary or go to her website, irelandyes.com and order her book. You also have a forum, correct, where people can ask questions and you look at that or other travelers that have been to Ireland answer. And yes, I'm on there as well as many other travelers and people that live in Ireland also. So you can get some very good advice and it's free. Free, I know. What's better than that, right? And Absolutely. And you also post regularly to Facebook, I see. And, and your Facebook page is Postcards from Ireland? 
Yes, that's right. It's got a lot of followers, and I notice a lot of beautiful pictures to inspire photographers and anyone else, artists who wish to go to Ireland. So please check out Michelle Erdvig's postcards from Ireland on Facebook or visit her website at irelandyes.com. And if you have other questions for myself or want to hear about other destinations, please drop me an email at april at aprilart.com. And this is April and Michelle with Eyes for the Road.